0: Bae you yeah 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 da yeah. na 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 nah, nah, nah. this is bae you yeah 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 bae yeah. you hello to all our dads
1: out there and bombs welcome to another exhilarating episode of the fade you podcast. This is our NFL preview episode. We are recording on Friday, October 1st. We made it to October. Thanks for listening to the pod and all our, our bullshit football takes. We appreciate your guys support and uh, just make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at fade you sports. Make sure you're subscribed to the pod. Tell everybody, you know, to listen to it, help us continue to grow and promote our show. My name is Matthew James. I have the Fade You Dads here with me. We've got Kmart here. We've got Neil here. Joe is here. Joe's even recording from a bachelor party. That's how dedicated he is to this dumbass show. Chris Duke is probably out in the middle of nowhere trying to chug a beer or something. So, NFL preview. We're three weeks into the Circus Sports Million contest. Uh, My record is eight and seven. That's fine. Kmart and Joe are nine and six, off to a good start. Chris Duke is six and nine and Neil is five and 10. So basically just tail Neil's plays this week. Cause he is for sure going five and oh or four and one, no doubt about it. So this is a glorious week. If you like teasers and I want to spend a couple minutes talking about the way that you are supposed to bet teasers, not like an idiot. So, First of all, actually, Joe, you can you can comment on this, too. You told you advised one of our other dads not on this podcast. Don't tease totals. Why not?
2: I just feel like there's no value there. I mean, a team doesn't give a shit about the total, but they sure as hell care about trying to win a game. Which is where a spread's gonna come in, especially a teaser spread. So teasing a total, I feel like is just the dumbest thing of all time. I mean, even Kelly said the same thing that like she's always made the joke, Oh, that guy probably teases totals. It's like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, don't, <laughs> don't <laughs> not, not a good move. I mean, our dad won on his teaser last night, so that's fine. But long term, it's not a good idea.
1: Yeah. General rule of thumb: don't tease college football at all. There's too much variance there. Don't tease totals ever. Too much variance in totals. The teasers that the professional bettors will play, they're called long teasers, W-O-N-G. And what they do is they tease through two key numbers. We've talked about it on this pod before. Key numbers in the NFL are three and seven. So what you want to do is you want to tease through seven and through three either way. For example, you have a team that's a seven and a half point favorite. Tease them down under seven, under three. Take a minus one and a half. You're golden. Take a team that's plus two, Vikings, perfect example this week. They're catching two points at home, tease them up through three, through seven, and on a six-point teaser, you get them plus eight. Now, you got to be really careful with teasers. Chris Duke, I want you to comment on this. We're fortunate enough to have a book where we get minus 110 on a two-team teaser at six points. That is not the case in Vegas. Explain why.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, they even also have to, uh, if they push, sometimes be, be very careful with the wording too. Sometimes pushes are losses. I know I think with a three-team, I got a text from a guy, hey, what happened to my teaser? I pushed uh, the three-teamers that are 10 points are an L, uh, the two-teamers with a six. Uh, our book lets us push, so that's a good thing. But yeah, don't lay juice. Uh, don't lay minus 130. I know a lot of Vegas books do minus 125, one th- even up to 35, 140. You're obviously taking a yes. You have an advantage, like Matt said, and you could do well. But when you have a bad week and you're, that, that extra 25 per, uh, you know, on the juice will come back to haunt you. So just try to find the best line you can. You are always should be. If you're going to do this long-term and make money, you should always be line shopping. Find the best line. Those who laid minus two in the Ravens teaser are pushed. Those who got the one and a half early on the week get the winner with Tucker's big cock, 66 yards. So just shop those two. always be line shop.
1: Very good advice. Uh, for me personally, and I used to, I used to love my four or five team teasers. It's so much fun. You look at the payout, you look at the odds you get, you just can't do it again. You might hit one every now and then, but in the long run I, for me personally, I limit my teasers to two teams if you want to do a few different combinations of two team teasers, knock yourself out. Have a fun day. Uh, I, I would not recommend three, four, five, six team teasers. People get into sweetheart teasers. Oh, I get thirteen points on these. Just it's the NFL. Crazy shit happens. All right, uh, just don't go nuts with teasers. Although this week it is tempting. You have lots of candidates. There's a lot of teams you could tease up through three and seven. There's a handful of teams you could tease down, to minus one, minus a half, something like that. So what we wanted to do on this episode is start with, we're going to talk about the teasers that all the squares are going to do. Everybody wants to tease teams that are minus six, minus seven down because they're convinced that these teams cannot possibly lose. All right. So some of these are going to hit, but I bet you there's one landmine in here that's going to lose outright. Joe, start with your two-team teaser that will not lose. What are the two safest teams? And, again, our candidates this week are Tennessee is minus six against the Jets. The Saints are minus seven against the Giants. You got the Chiefs, six and a half, seven right now at Philly. Green Bay is six and a half to Pittsburgh at home. And Tampa Bay, of course, on Sunday night, minus seven at New England so all these teams the public is going to want to tease them down so that it's basically minus one
2: yeah and one more thing on teasers don't tease through zero which a lot of really dumb motherfuckers do but the most square teaser I think of all time I don't I don't think I've ever heard of a more square teaser in the world which I already bet in sense of the group chat is KC minus one and Bucks minus one I mean how does that not win right Tom Brady going to New England. He's going to beat him right by one. And then KC, one in, one in ten last eleven against the spread. But they're only laying one point with this teaser. How does it lose? I, I unwillingly bet it kind of as a joke, but it's fine.
1: I do have a a strategy note on that Tampa Bay angle, and I'll save that for after we go through all the dads. So, so Joe, you're saying Chiefs, Bucks, lock it in. Will not lose.
2: Squarest teaser of all time, but probably will not lose, but might lose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably will not lose, but might lose. Okay, let's go to Kmart next.
3: Well, I, I had my can't lose teaser, um, but it started last night, so I can't really go with that. But the one I've actually placed this week was Cincinnati, and then I teased – up Atlanta to seven and a half earlier in the week, but for this segment, my can't lose would then be teasing up Atlanta and the Vikings. I just don't see either one of, you know, their opponents really running away. I guess the Browns could, you know, they their defense is a little bit better than the Vikings, but that should, that, that's a game, you know, it's just watch it go over and just have fun, just take a shot every time someone scores, but that would be my can't lose. I might even, throw in Kansas City and just, you know, have a couple going, you know. I I mean, I can't I I, you almost have to take Kansas City minus one this week off back to back losses. Like it's. I don't want to sound like an idiot, but like they can't lose three in a row, right? Right, Den, (laughs) Chris,
1: (laughs) you know, you know that Dennis is thinking that what are you going to do if Den's not on the Chiefs on Sunday?
0: Um, I will do another double shot.
1: <laughs> it's just- I'll double down <laughs> on
0: my Rams over from last week. He already I- texted me. I like to text his initial five and they were in it. It's like, he just fucking doesn't pay attention that they're two and 13. In their last like 15 against us, spread. Like no recollection, just fuck it. Chiefs minus seven fire.
1: Yeah. I think it's one on 11 in the regular season. And I think it's two and 12, including playoffs, maybe something like that. So yeah, <laughs> but sheep to the slaughterhouse. They're all going to line up to hammer the chiefs again on Sunday. So I've got the tweet saved already. Look forward to that.
2: Yeah. We should, we should probably not talk about it. We don't want people under-
1: realizing it. <laughs> yeah. Let's, we'll keep it to ourselves. Yeah. I'll, I'll edit that out. Neil, mm-hmm. let's throw it to you. Your, your two team square ass teaser that will that cannot and will
4: not lose. Cannot will not lose. I'm taking the Tennessee Titans versus the Jets. Putting that down, I think that's now down to pick them even because Mm -hmm. even though the Tennessee have the Titans have no one to throw the ball to, it doesn't matter. They'll feed Derrick Henry forty times, and that's fine. And then I will tease that with the Green Bay Packers. Take that down minus one. Big Ben's dead. Give me some pack.
1: Chris, this isn't really your wheelhouse. You're not really the guy that's going to tease the favorites down to minus one. But if you had to, what are the two safest ones on the board for people?
0: Yeah, I was going to ask because uh, Kmart didn't tease down. He took the, the Falcons up. So I was going to ask if I could too. But if I was going to do one of them, it would probably be, even though Peyton off of uh, one win, Not two, just one win is dog shit against the spread. I think he's like four and 14 going back. And Jameis Winston laying points over three is like – I think he's like six and 18 against the spread. So I will take the Saints down to – I think I could see the Giants being feisty and maybe losing by three or four. I'll take the Saints down to one and a half or two. Maybe they win by a field goal. Um, And then I – Another one I'll take down, I guess the Bucs. I can see the Bucs winning by three and not covering, uh, or I'll take the Colts up through the seven. Uh, They're going to play the Dolphins tough.
1: Well, that's all the Giants do is lose by three. So that's probably not a bad way to look at that one. All right. Now we got to identify the landmine. What's the one that could blow it all the kingdom come? What's the one that can ruin every parlay? can ruin every single one of these square-ass teasers. Joe, who should people be very careful of?
2: Well, just to piggyback off of Chris's New Orleans going down, I think that one is bait, too. I think the Giants can cover that spread. What do you guys think?
3: Absolutely.
2: That's my but, number one play okay. on my
1: in my circuit contest this week was Giants plus seven and a half.
3: Okay.
1: I love it. Make the case for them winning, Joe, because one of these 5, Tennessee, New Orleans, Kansas City, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. I'd be shocked if all 5 win. I mean, every every single person in Vegas for whatever reason this weekend is going to go parlay all the favorites and the books just need one to knock them all out. Why would it be the why could it be the Giants? Make the case for it.
2: New Orleans defense is still hurt and while it is back in New Orleans, they haven't been great against the spread while playing it. It's kind of a public narrative. It's like, oh, the Superdome is so tough to play in. But they really haven't been very good ATS in New Orleans. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe Danny Dimes can come play spoiler in the first game back, you know, in uh, New Orleans after the, the big hurricane. So, who knows? I mean, the differential was towards Giants plus 23%. I, f- I fucking love that. Plus, we're getting the hook. You know, I love that play. Giants plus seven
1: and a half. Yeah, that's that's definitely an appetizing contest. One and the other thing you that you didn't even mention was Saints are coming off just kicking the Patriots' ass, and what did we just see the Saints do coming off a huge win? Completely laying egg in week two. So uh, this could be just a volatile team. What we'll I guess we'll see. All right, Kmart, Jets, Giants, Eagles, Steelers, Patriots who can knock all out all the parlays.
3: I think I got, I think I got three teams up for upset. I like Joe's giants as well. Um, A lot of the reasons you guys just spoke about saints offense passing. They're averaging like 120 yards a game. So it's mainly been their defense. That's been setting up their points. Can, can they continue that? That's really hard to do week in and week out in the NFL. So I agree. Definitely love them on the point spread. Can definitely smell an upset. Uh, the next one would be New England. It's Bill Belichick. If anyone can devise a game plan to beat Tom Brady, it's that motherfucker. So, I mean, I'm not running to the fence to to lay seven points, six and a half because of Big Bill. Um, so I got them on upset alert. And I would probably go with the Neal's Tennessee Titans. Uh, I've been down on them all year. Jets scare the hell out of me, but, you know, with no one to run to or throw to, they're just going to rely heavily on Derrick Henry. Um, You know, I'm just not big on that at all. So I also kind of like the Jets in an upset, but I definitely like them more at the seven and a half than the current six line.
1: Yeah, that's gone. We'll see if that gets bought back up a little bit as the public continues to come. I mean, the public's still going to lay the points, So we'll see if that approaches seven again, Neil, where's the landmine for you? You like, and now uh, you liked and you gave out Tennessee green Bay as the teaser. So of the other three, where, what's the one that should, that is a potential pitfall.
4: I mean, no way Kansas city can lose three times in a row, right. Or, or, or can they, right. I, you know, Andy Reed spent first half of the week in the hospital uh, I'm not saying Jalen Hearns is any is, you know, in Lamar Jackson's class, but Lamar Jackson put up 36 and you have a quarterback that can run and the Chiefs can't stop anything or anybody. And they've yet to be able to prove that they can. So, uh, you know, it hurts is kind of a difficult guy to game plan for. Mm. Can't is, is it crazy to think the Chiefs go to Philadelphia and, and lay an egg? In I
3: mean, Philly? look what happened the last time it- Kansas City had a massive distraction. They got their asses wiped in the Super Bowl. So,
4: yeah. is it that? I mean, is it that crazy to think?
1: Well, I mean, ask the entire world who just watched Philly get their ass beat on Monday night. You know, no one in the world is taking Philly. So sometimes when, when you think it's free money, not so fast, right, Chris?
0: Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to go with uh, Mike Tomlin and the statue, Big Ben. This is where they just, this is where they live. They live for this road dog. Tomlin's record as a road dog. Great. And I know you could say, well, that was with probably a more healthy Ben. But we just saw uh, Packers come back. Huge win. Prime time. Roger says, we're back, baby. Don't fret r-e-l-a-x well i'm gonna say let's go Steelers. mess up everyone's dumbass ass money line parlays on the packers let's go
1: the the books only need one they're gonna need one of those five to win outright and they will absolutely destroy the public on sunday with all these parlays it's i mean not too many weeks where you see five of them just hanging there like this. It's, Chris it's low hanging fruit, right? It's like, Oh, all all these, all five of these teams, all they need to do is win. I'm going to win my parlay. I'm going to win my five team, or I'm going to go buy a boat. Like it's, it's just candy, right?
0: Yeah. Look how good the green Bay looks and look how shitty. I mean, the, the, the Steelers are done. Big Ben's done. It. It's free money. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's, that's why it's six and a half. That's why the fucking money's on the, you know, the pack and the lines coming down don't know how to read lines
1: so the one thing i was going to bring up too before we end the teaser segment one thing people can do and only do this if you can get good odds you're not going to pay juice if you can get 110 on your teasers then then do this because you won't just drown in juice if it doesn't work out tease the bucks down to minus one and then pick something else earlier sunday pick any of the other ones you want if you hit that early one, what you can do is you can wait because this Tampa Bay line is not going to close at 7. I can tell you that right now. There's going to be so much parlay and teaser liability on the Bucks that this line will probably close 8 or higher. So what you can do, you tease the Bucks down to minus 1, you tease one of the other ones, say tease Tennessee to pick them. Tennessee wins the game, boom, one leg done. Then what you can do, wait for that line to go up, bet the Pats with the points before kickoff, and then you have a beautiful 8-point middle potentially so that you'd have the Bucks to just win the game, but the Patriots cover the spread. And if you hit that middle, then your teaser wins and your Patriots bet wins. So that is one thing that people can do. Again, don't do that if you're going to get minus 130, because if, if the Pats don't cover, then you're paying juice on that and you're going to limit your winnings a little bit. But that's one thing that people could consider. Lots of other games to get to this weekend. So after the break, we're going to come back and talk about a few more games. We'll get everybody's favorite play from the remaining sides. And so we'll come right back with that. All right, Joe, of the games that we have not talked about yet, what is your favorite play on the board?
2: I kind of talked about it earlier. I said Giants plus seven and a half, but I'll, I'll give my second favorite play, and that would be the Arizona Cardinals plus four and a half going to the Rams. I think everybody's still really high on the Rams. It's a division game. I mean, two explosive offenses. I think four and a half points is too much. I don't know if I would take it at like three, three and a half. But with four and a half, I I really love that play. So we'll see what happens if uh, Murray can pull his cock out and uh, score a ton of points on that vaunted Rams defense. See what happens.
1: Current line, pretty much four across the board. I see four and a half at DraftKings for people who can get that. A couple of other online sites are at four and a half. But in Vegas, it's pretty much four across the board. Uh, Kmart, I think you like the Rams. You want to, you want to go a little head to head here?
3: Yeah. I mean, I was kind of right there with, with Joe where, when we saw what the segment was, I wanted to talk about the giants, but considering that's been talked about and he just talked about the Cardinals, I will say my favorite one is the Rams. I just, I just feel they're going to be able to run on them. Uh, Cardinals have struggled against the run pretty poorly, you know, to start the season here. Uh defensively for the Rams, I like them to contain Kyler Murray. That's, you know, one of the things I hate about the Niners' defense is they can't keep pocket containment. The Rams do a much better job of that. They have better corners that can cover, you know, these big ass wide receivers, but it's mainly on the defensive side. I think the Rams are going to be able to score. I think they're going to be able to control the clock and at the end of the day, I think they're going to win this thing by seven or more. And to fade the narrative of you know having the having beaten the Bucks last week and having a letdown spot, I just don't buy it because there's a lot of bragging rights, and this this game is big early in the season for three, two, three and no teams to start.
1: Anybody else want to touch on the letdown narrative? Because I mean, we saw on Thursday Night Football last week, Cincinnati goes on the road, massive, humongous win against a team that owns them, Pittsburgh, in division. They come home, they're playing the lowly Jaguars, and they completely lay an egg in the first half. Probably should have been 21-0 at halftime. Anybody else want to speak to the letdown narrative? Do you buy it? I mean, we've got another one, too. You could say the Chargers might be in a letdown. I mean, going to Arrowhead and winning, that's, that's among their biggest games of the season. What do you guys think about letdown narratives? Is, is there something to that, or is that just a, a, a dumb narrative that doesn't mean anything?
3: I think it's more of, I I mean, I slightly buy the letdown narrative, but I think it's more of, you know, spots. Kind of like why I think Joe and I like the Giants this week is the spot play with New Orleans coming home after being on the road for a month. You know, just, I mean, Matt, we listened to, what's his face, Fezzik years ago, and he would talk about these types of moments, you know, with teams, you know, coming back in whether it's friends, family, drugs, whatever it is, there's just a lot of distractions when you've been away for so long. So that's kind of the bad spot I like more so than a, than a quote unquote letdown. I, I try to, you know, cap teams on their fucking professionals, like show up or you shouldn't be there. So, I mean, I, I don't bet on this, you know, you can, take that stuff with the giants, but elite teams, I I just don't buy it as much. I don't think there's as much of that narrative to play on. See, the only thing I
2: I have on that is you're going to, you can find inflated lines on that kind of shit. So, you know, a team plays great the night, the week before the following week, their line's going to be inflated, which I think it is. Well, the contest is four and a half. It's now four. So that's coming down a little bit, but you know, I, I, in actuality, like it is, are the Cardinals four and a half points better than the Rams? I'm not sure. But, you know, I
4: think that line's just slightly inflated and that's the narrative I'm going with. And Matt, my comment to that uh, would be, I, I think it, it depends on what that next game is, right? I think you clearly saw like a Baltimore team that beats Kansas city for the first time ever goes to Detroit and really struggles I don't think that the Rams are necessarily in that type of spot this week because of what's on deck, right? If Baltimore is not playing the Detroit Lions last week, I think they come out of that with a whole with a completely different outlook of what's going to happen versus, you know, from a Rams perspective, well, okay, we have our co division lead and come into town, right? Like that I, I don't know about the letdown in that type of spot versus are you going to play a team that you might overlook. Um, I don't want to make it sound like I'm on the Rams. I'm not on the Rams. I don't think I would. I, I don't think this game makes my play. I think I'm a little bit with Joe, and I would kind of lean Cardinals in the spot. But I think when you're looking at sort of that that letdown spot, it's certainly going to towards who you're playing and what that next game means. And this one means a lot.
0: Fair Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, look at the Ravens off the big win, go to the lowly Lions, almost lose. Look at the Bengals, huge win over Big Brother Steelers, come home, land over touchdown, almost lose to the Jags. This is why I'm going to be good segue on the Jets. You got Titans coming off two big wins on the road in Seattle, at home against the division opponent Colts. Now they go to the zero three rookie quarterback. Missing a couple key wide receivers. Give it to Henry. Hopefully the Jets can keep playing good D. I mean, this Jets D is really good. They're on the field fucking 75% of the time because the like offense can't get a damn first down. And Zach Wilson's throwing a billion fucking interceptions. We were at that game. Was like, every time you look at the the Patriot game, they've got the ball in their own territory, and they still held them to only like 23 points or whatever. So uh, we'll go with the Jets. Uh, hopefully it's a look ahead for the Titans. Um, you know, Bengals could have caught look ahead last night. They've got Packers coming to town next week. That's another thing. Oh, Jags suck. Plus, pack. we gotta we gotta save all our energy for the big Green Bay Packers. So, I, I think there's spots. Well, Chris, too. If you look at that as well, I mean, last week the Jets line was inflated a fuck. We
2: already talked about this. Jets plus ten. Then they get shut out, and now they're getting seven. Like it's kind of
0: it, 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 it's it's confusing. Yeah, I think the look ahead was what three and a half, four and a half. So you're getting an extra. Two or three points, like you said, right? But it's still, it's just, it you know, it's it's just a little bit befuddling. Kyle, did you have
1: another one that you were going to touch on, or did we just kind of give you Rams? Did you have another play that you wanted to talk about that you like?
3: Uh, I mean, I'd probably say the Cowgirls for the same reason. I just think they're going to be able to run the ball, kind of, kind of like picking teams that I feel have a have a bigger advantage, and. I think they're gonna again same thing control the clock. I'm a little afraid. I liked Carolina last week, but with the McCaffrey injury, I just I just don't trust the offense to be able to keep pace. Um, Dallas's defense is all right. Their offense looks pretty explosive, and at home, it's probably one of my squares takes ever. But without McCaffrey. Uh, I just, I just don't think they can keep up with, you know, those mighty Dallas Cowgirls. So that's probably my second favorite play beyond the Rams at this point.
1: It's an interesting one because the, the sharps have hit Carolina a little bit. And the only reason I can think of is because this is a really unique rest scenario. And I know that like guys like Warren sharp, Joe put a lot into rest, And maybe it doesn't matter as much early in the season, but you have Carolina who played last Thursday with extra time to rest and prepare for this game, especially in theory with a good coaching staff. People are really high on Matt Rule. And you have Dallas who played on Monday night. Does anybody else have a thought on this matchup? Because it's one that I personally have gone back and forth on all week. Chris, you got anything on Panthers? I mean, Cowboys kind of feels like a den side.
0: Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm afraid. I mean, this offense looks great. The only thing that holds me off them is uh the derder coach of Mike McCarthy. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what planet he's on. Not calling a timeout there, up twenty to, uh, I mean twenty to seven. I mean, what you you think that a thirteen point lead in the NFL is safe? Like you're not going to get the ball back and want to score more? I mean, and especially because. You know, you're not getting the ball back first, so I, I just don't get it. Um, I could see him fucking that up and turning a ten point win for Kmart into like a you know a, a field goal win, and they don't cover the five or whatever it is. So that's the only thing hesitating, uh, making me hesitate on that game.
1: Yeah, it's a tough one because on one hand you've got Carolina three and zero. Everybody's there, everybody's darling right now, and maybe this is the right time to to jump off the Panther bandwagon. We'll see. That really interesting matchup. Neil, give us something.
4: All right. First, Matt, I'm not going to let you off the hook until you tell us about your Houston Texans uh, <laughs> love this week. That can be after, but I just want you right and specifically to sort of go into the point that, you know, you've got in a, when we talk about sort of look ahead, right? Buffalo next week goes to Arrowhead to play the Chiefs. They're hosting Houston. You texted us. I'm not gonna let you off the hook on the pod without you giving us your takes. Um, but for mine, and I, you know, I uh, pointed it out on the Monday pod. It's Baltimore um, in Denver. It, this line has now moved, and I, I think it's sort of an interesting contest play. You know, the contest has it as Baltimore plus one, and I'm looking right now. Is it now it's Baltimore minus one? Is the line so we've got two points move? I believe this is the biggest. Line move that I've seen from the contest so far this year that you know you're at two points now um, and the favorite has has flipped. I think in part that was you know I said it on Monday or, or maybe it was the Wednesday pod that you know Lamar Jackson hadn't practiced for two days. He was back at practice um, today, so maybe that's you know the line flip because Lamar's fine and it was just you know precautionary. But I you know for a contest when you're getting two points from what the line currently is, I have you know been very vocal and that i you know i don't believe that this denver team is is all that they're you know getting hyped to be um i'm taking baltimore you know plus one in the contest it's minus one right now but for a contest play it's baltimore plus one
1: chris isn't uh isn't the dog to favorite flip one of josh applebaum's things that he really likes yeah are you talking about uh like from the week prior No, I mean, from this current week, Neil's right that this line, at least for the contest, is Denver minus one. I don't know if it was ever that. I mean, I assume it was. And then it's kind of flipped now where you're seeing Ravens minus ones pop up. So just that that dog to favorite flip for Baltimore. Isn't that something that Applebaum looks for?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think maybe more like from a little bigger to not maybe just two points, but yeah, and it's weird because this this I've heard mixed reviews on on this game. You know, from I can I've heard both sides make cases for Denver and for the Ravens. So this is a it's a tough one with all the question marks on both sides of the ball.
1: And there's people are questioning the Ravens, right? Like they lost Week One. They probably should have lost to the Chiefs. I mean, edwards hilaire fumbles, and we saw what happened. And then they probably should have lost. It took an NFL record field goal for them to get out of Detroit with a win last week. So I've heard people say that the Ravens could be 0-3 and maybe, maybe Neil's right. Maybe you're getting some good value on them right now. And Chris, you talked about Jets. Did you have any other ones that you wanted to mention?
0: No, we're still working out uh, the kinks for our contest plays. I I like the Colts. I like to back. I mean, I told my partner, you know, Mr. Merce Freck, I said, dude, Love all the 0 3 teams. So, I mean, you know, Frank Sinatra, New York, New York, Jets and Giants, uh, Colts going down. Uh, maybe, you know, they're going their 0 3. They just played in Tennessee. Now they got to go down to Miami, coming off a of hard fought double overtime, coming back to the East Coast, maybe a flat spot. So we'll see.
1: Neil, I know you wanted me to talk about Bills. Texans for a second and that's a great call on the look ahead for Buffalo that's a massive game next week that's I mean that's probably their biggest game of the season going to Arrowhead playing the Chiefs little playoff revenge are they looking ahead to that I did see something from wager talk that now I have some questions about this favorites of 16 or more since 2015 are 65 percent and are 62 percent since 2010 so You might think, oh, that's way too many points, but this seems to suggest otherwise. Now, my questions would be how many of those are early in the season versus later in the season. A lot of people will tell you that taking the points early in the season is better. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I know that there's not that many times where this spread is that high. Before we started the pod, I was reading something that if this line closes over 17 – It's just, it'll be only the seventh line this high in the first four weeks in the last 40 years. And I'm seeing that favorites are four and two against the spread in the previous six. I mean, Kyle, matchup wise, this is a disaster for Houston. You have a rookie quarterback going into Buffalo behind a sketchy offensive line against a defense that has been really good so far, blown out two straight opponents. I mean it's almost a little like the jets last week going into Denver. This, ha- this has legitimate like shutout potential.
3: Yeah. I mean, if, if I had to bet that game, I would definitely lay the points with the bills is insane as that sounds. I almost mentioned them at the beginning with the teaser, but you know, teasing something down the 10 just no. seems so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, they, they could definitely win this game 40 to nothing. I mean, it, Washington's a better team than um Miami. yeah because because they don't even they don't they don't even register for me at Houston so mm-hmm. just think of last week's you know matchup Washington should have kept that thing a little bit closer so there's obviously other issues there Houston doesn't have literally any players that can match up to Washington so this could I mean maybe we have the first hundred point scoring team in the NFL
1: Chris, you love poop. Is this too poopy even for you?
0: Yeah. Cause like you said, it's scary when you get up into that many points of the, it's that high for a reason. I kind of like to take, you know, eight, nine, 10, stuff like that, where people think, Oh yeah, they'll win by 10 or 14. But once you get up to that 16 range, 17, um, it's scary. You know, even if they're down 31 to, to three and score, they're still down 21, you know, and you're not covering. So. Stay away. Yeah, for okay.
2: sure, dude. That, that is backdoor city right there. Even if if Houston has any somewhat of a pulse, they should backdoor this. But like my partner said, who is a Bills fan? He was like, dude, I think the Bills are going to win by 40, but I cannot lay 17 points in the contest. So I completely understand.
1: I mean, crazy shit happens in the NFL. You get – look at what happened in the Arizona-Jacksonville game. You get a, a missed field goal returned for a touchdown – you get a, a fluky p- tipped pass that goes for a pick six. Like if Houston, Houston's going to obviously try to limit the number of possessions in the game, if they can slow it down and force Buffalo to kick a couple field goals. I mean, if they can scratch 10 to 13 points, maybe Buffalo just doesn't even have enough possessions to cover the spread. So it's, it's not really one, That and Panthers two years ago, remember, there were 16, 16 half point dogs going to KC and
2: they go and almost went outright. So you just never know, man, especially week four. Like we just, you just never know. That's the
1: NFL. Any given Sunday, Kyle, I remember this. I think you were with me because it was the week that Garoppolo tore his ACL in Kansas City. I want to say when we were at Old Crow that same day and it was early in the season, I it funny enough it was buffalo i think they were plus 17 going to minnesota yeah. and they won outright yeah, yeah.
0: i was yeah. gonna bring and that up matt i think it was matt no me and joe were there for his 30th last year and that was at kelly with the in the clubhouse jets won outright at the rams i think 17 point dogs that's with, right Might a closed 15 16
2: yeah kelly was pissed because she had that um the survivor she was
1: on the rams remember Oh god! <laughs> yeah. That was late in the season too. Wow, the it was like prayers. week fifteen or something Yeah, shit. wow. Well, I guess let's end on this. We should talk about Monday Night Football because that is a uh, really interesting matchup with the Raiders. Nobody thought they'd be three and zero. Chargers obviously go on the road and beat Kansas City at Arrowhead last week. uh Kyle, I know you really like the Chargers here. Uh, we talked about letdowns earlier, so maybe you can give us another angle for why you like the um, why you like the Chargers so much here.
3: I mean the the main cap against the Chargers is they can't defend the run. I don't trust the Raiders' offense to actually just run it down their throats for 60 minutes. Josh Jacobs has a hurt ankle; should be back. Don't know if he's going to, you know, actually have a lot of you know, playing time. Chargers have done decent back-to-back weeks under 250 yards, you know, passing against two very high-powered passing offenses, so I do like the Chargers to win this game. I love their offense. I think their defense gets enough stops, and I'm just, hopefully they get a couple more fans in that stadium. You know, I, I definitely understand, you know, the whole, you know, Raiders, you know, LA blah 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 but you no know we live in Southern California but, I mean I, I just don't get it they left everyone still hates the Rams for leaving so I just don't understand this Raider love that's still here because I've hard like I know one Raider fan and I'm going to his wedding tomorrow like the rest of them are basically just scattered everywhere and s- still hate them their no, best days are Marcus Allen
1: they're still here they just crawl out of holes in the ground and yeah dumps and Now, Joe, Kyle talked about the Raiders running the ball, but interestingly enough, your boy, your Fresno State alum, Derek Carr, has been throwing at one of the highest rates in the league this season. Is Gruden evolving? Did people just totally miss this, that Gruden was going to evolve his offense and be throw first with these young gun receivers and Waller?
2: Maybe. I mean – Maybe it takes this long for Gruden to realize that he's got some weapons to throw to. I mean, it's just funny to me that the Raiders still draft the fastest wide receiver in the draft, regardless of how fucking good they are. But I mean, it's fine. They're just, they're three and oh, man. Like, I can't, I can't talk shit and say they haven't, what they've done hasn't worked because they've looked good. But Derek's been winging it and we'll see what happens. I mean, they're bound to regress back to the mean, like we always say. So I don't, I don't hate, a buy low like I, this game i was really torn up i mean I, cu- I couldn't even have a contest play on it i was leaning chargers but i just it, it's it's a hard play for me but I, I i have a lot of respect for john gruden and the raiders for playing the way they'd have so far but they're gonna fall flat on their face at some point
1: neil i think you were raiders as well
4: yeah it's for no real reason. Um, it would, it was just my lean. Um, it may make the contest cause I do think it's going to be a top five play. Um, you know, I think that the Raiders have just been so resilient so far this season, um, you know, two overtime, even though despite two overtime games and going to, to Pittsburgh, you know, the thing that has me cautious is like Joe said, at some point you would think that that's going to catch up to you. Um, but I you know Derek Carr's just I think been really underrated it could be because of where he came from and never just got a whole lot of love but I mean this this guy's putting up really good numbers he's got really good weapons um, you know I, I again sort of a weird it's hard to say that this is you know a letdown spot for the Chargers, even though they just you know they beat Kansas City and Arrowhead because now you're coming in playing you know a three and0 a division rival, so you know you are in chargers You already have a loss, so you want to go two back in the loss column. um You know, with the game again, the head to head to, against uh, that's not a spot you want to be in either. For if you're the Chargers, so I think both teams will be, you know have max motivation. um But I, you know, I think we've talked about division, you know, division, division dog catching three. I, I, I think that'd be a spot that I'd want to be in. We'll so end on last, this. One
3: last, one or, last. Yeah, go thing, ahead. But like, I feel like I feel like last year you and Chris would always bring up some trend where a team coming off in overtime, whether it's a winner or lost, the extra quarter, don't do as hot the next week. And here we have a team who has gone to overtime twice already. Look at the teams they've played. Like it's, jury's kind of out on, on Baltimore. They've sustained a lot of injuries. We don't really know who they are yet. So I think, I actually think the Raiders are getting a little bit too much respect here. I think the minus three is is laughable. Like, I feel like this line should be six.
1: Yeah, interesting. I mean, the overtime thing, that's – I fell into the trap week two. I faded the Raiders in week two for that same reason, yeah. and they kicked Pickford's ass, yeah. so I have I mean, no idea. All of
3: us did. You, yeah. you Neil, and I, I can't remember yeah. if Joe was on them or he liked them. I can't remember. Kill this. Yeah.
1: All right, we're, we're going to get out of here. We're going to let Joe go jump in this pool in Palm Springs. Is at a bachelor party. And Chris had to run into a meeting, so we need somebody else to remind everybody. What happens when you bet on scum like the Jets or the Texans? Sometimes it's good, like with Jacksonville last night, but other times...
2: Uh, you get a bad result last week, a potentially a good one this week. Let's Thank see what happens. You. Yeah.
0: they